Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being with us today. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. morning to the United States of America and, of course, good morning to the world. How's everybody doing this morning? Well, we are. we should be doing fine, but I think I'm coming down with something, but we'll see. Anyway, folks, before our any further ado, let's pass it on to our favorite geniuses in the control room. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Jack. How are you guys? Well, doing I think you're coming down with Republicanitis. <laughs> <laughs> it's lethal to those who are uh, have brains. Well, it could be a rhinovirus. Yeah, well, it could be. You know, Republican in name only. <laughs> That's not giving so much of a hard time. They're half the population, so. Well, you know, those rhinos out there in the jungles, and they're out there having a good time, and then have no idea that someone has named a vicious, horrible political party after them. So we'll just give them a break on that one. Anyway, we're uh, doing okay. Uh, Our lights went out here in the control room earlier, so... (laughs) That's what Jack uh, said. Did you guys get that taken care of or you're working with flashlights? We got it temporary in. Yeah, we we I've got to go over to uh, Southland Hardware here in a little while and pick up some light bulbs because they're those uh, mini fluorescents. Oh, yeah. They're not like your standard Edison bulbs. Yeah. Yeah. And then it kind of turns. Yeah. You want to talk about us being in the dark this morning? That would be true. (laughs) well you know what jack is going to enlighten us with one of his brilliant moments of the morning i know and his uh i had to i had to put some light for him you know he was over there writing in the dark writing in the dark we'll see if it makes any sense this morning okay you know you know i hate war because of the wicked men who wage war to war for profit or some geopolitical strategic advantage is just wrong a group of men who covet resources use actuaries and engineering groups to quantify the value of said resources to see if it's worth it to wage war. War is always perpetrated and waged on the innocent people. Those rats. Those, Those rats. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Those you know, uh, Yeah, exactly. You know, I hate. I can't I can't say how much I hate war and how much I find war obscene. And the thing about it is those who start the wars rarely are the ones who fight the wars, you know? We do all but the they glory. are the ones who they are the ones who profit from war. They reap yeah. the benefits. Yeah. Yes. And you know, um, we sing glory, glory, hallelujah, and uh, you know, one nation and, and we get all this we are we we partake into the largest form of indoctrination and um you know that's what we you know and that's because a lot of folks don't speak to the indoctrination because themselves are indoctrinated hell i consider myself one of those who've been indoctrinated for decades you know so i mean um it's when are we going to change and the thing about it is one person at a time man one person at a time, and that's what we try to do here. So, folks, uh, first of all, thank you, Jack, for that insightful statement on war topics today. First of all, folks, is America dangerous like the Middle East? I know there are three Palestinian kids in Vermont who may think so. Uh, also, we have an Israeli ambassador yesterday um, in as much as uh, I am limited in how I cover this stuff on KPFT, this one I had to uh, put out there because, I mean, when we talk about indoctrination and uh, having you see things differently than your eyes are seeing, right? I mean, 
I watched the propaganda on MSNBC, ABC, CBS, all over, and watch how they're telling you what your eyes are seeing is not what's really happening, and how they try to justify their carnage. In other words, how they try to use an incident, a major incident that is, but to really blow things into the way, you know, uh, uh, take it, be disproportionate, be asymmetric, all these things at once. So I, I did that little piece, uh, a projecting Israeli ambassador. And of course, yesterday, like I told all of you, I was going to be back to Medicare Advantage again. December 7th is the day. I think it's December 7th where the decisions have to be made, whether you're going to stick with your standard Medicare or go to Medicare Advantage. And I think I want to start there because a a, a listener and supporter called in and said, Egberto, why are you saying Medicare Advantage is a scam? Why, Egberto? I love my Medicare Advantage. I love I have no co-pays. And all of that that my good friend is telling me. And like I told you guys yesterday, I'm getting letters up the wazoo telling me I like my Medicare Advantage. And I hear you. I hear you. And likewise, um, when I placed the, uh, several articles on Daily Coast, um, many people, instead of reading the article, uh, they read a few lines and said, I love my Medicare Advantage. What's wrong with you? And, you know, um, there are two options when you get that kind of pushback on a story, right? It could be that you're all wrong. It could be that I'm all wrong. And, and when I take a look at the issue, or I should relook at the issue and say, could I really be wrong? Right? Or it could be that I'm right. When I say I, I'm not speaking about Egberto Willis. I'm speaking about all those who are trying to fight against Medicare Advantage. There's a little bit of I in anything that I do here. Uh, These are movements. Uh, So anytime I say I or whatever, it's not about me. It's about policies in general. So, um, so I, you know, I got a huge pushback on dailycoast.com from a lot of 65 and olders who are on Medicare Advantage and love it, right? Of course, I got most people who talks about how difficult it is because they have to ask permission for anything. They can't take the drugs that they want to take, etc. So, you know, I, I, I do, I, I, you know, I go to Alex Lawson from Social Security Works and uh, the woman's from Just Care. And you speak, you, you read again the some of the policies and see how it works. So let me first explain a few things about Medicare. Medicare didn't come into B because government wanted to handle the payment of your health care, even though my philosophy is. Healthcare belongs with the government. My philosophy, I'll just say it straight out, is that healthcare belongs with government. And here's why I believe it. Government is not some crazy entity. Government is we, the people. Now, when you go buy a pizza, if you don't like what Pizza Hut is selling, you can go to Papa John's. You can go or you can say, I don't like any of these pizzas. I'm just not going to buy the pizza. I'm going to go ahead and buy me a sandwich. And if the sandwich prices are too high, you'll just go ahead and say, I'll buy me a loaf of bread. I'll buy me some Vienna sausage and some cheese. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Now make me a Vienna cheese sausage sandwich. I have those choices. These are choices that I can make. Those things belong in the private sector where I can get a whole ton of different types of pizzas, where I can get a whole ton of different types of sandwiches. That belongs in the private sector. I want a car. Do I want an electric car? Do I want a car that's red, pink, blue? That belongs in the private sector. However, if I'm driving down the road and get into an accident and I break my leg and I break my neck, That does not belong in the private sector. Several reasons. Because at that point in time, I don't have a choice. I have to get health care for my neck. I've got to get health care for my arm. So therefore, whoever is going to provide that service can charge me whatever the hell they want to charge me because I am in a state where I'm at a must. Right? And not only that, most of the technology used in healthcare, I repeat, most of the technology used in healthcare was designed and provided to you by research dollars you as a taxpayer already paid for. I know you see all the ads that tell you the reason why we have health care or private health care and why it's so high is because research, uh, we have to research and we have to test drugs. Most of that is a lie, a provable lie. Most of these companies, their largest budget is in advertising, is in marketing, is in bonuses. A little bit of that money goes to research and development. Most of the research and development monies generally comes from you, the government, you, your taxpayer dollars. There's not a question about this. There's all a fidgety math that they like to use, but ultimately we, the people, government pays for that, that drug that Moderna is making a lot of money on for COVID. You know who paid for most of the research on that drug? You did. Your uh, uh, RNA technology did appear out of magic one year after COVID was instantiated by some great company who created this drug. That's not how it happened. Moderna had our mRNA technology that was funded by the government for decades and and COVID was a great test case to put it into action. Okay? And the testing of all of that for it and COVID is what occurred at lightning speed. The technology proper did not come at lightning speed. It was developed over decades and decades of research dollars that you paid for. Okay. We're talking about Medicare Advantage, but I need to give some background. Okay, now, now, why do I say healthcare belongs with the government? Again, it's because at that point, you don't have choices. And likewise, we already paid for much of this. Now, but we allowed private insurance. The, the politicians were bribed, all of that. We allowed private insurance to take care of these issues. Good. Private insurance meant what? It meant that I am going to take a chance 
on you paying me a certain amount of money every month, and I'm going to make the bet that you won't get sick or enough of you that are paying me a bunch of money every month won't get sick enough that I have to spend all the money that you pay me in premiums into getting you healthy again. That's what insurance is. It's a company making a bet and you making a bet. You are betting that you are going to get sick and that insurance company is going to pay more than you are paying that insurance company. And that insurance company is making a bet that they are going to pay less for your health care than what you're paying in premium. And in the aggregate, that is exactly what happens. They have actuarial tables that say, if I have a thousand people, about a hundred of them are going to get sick. If I, and that the cost of that hundred is going to be X amount of dollars. I charge more in premium for collecting that X amount of dollars and all of the, whatever I don't pay out to, to get you healthy goes into the pockets of the shareholders of the private insurance company and into bonuses for the executives. That's the insurance, the private insurance model. But there's a funny thing about health. As we get older, we in the aggregate, we get sicker. As we get older, we get sicker. And as we get sicker, it costs more money for us to get healthy. So insurance companies, because they are a profit engine, insurance companies are not there to do a good deed. When, that's why it drives me crazy when somebody says, I love my insurance company. Your insurance company was not designed to make you feel good or to do good by you. Your insurance company was a business model to make money for a few people who own that insurance company or a few executives, even in the nonprofit insurance companies, a few executives who run that company and the bonuses they get for spending less than they take in. All right, because that extra money goes to the shareholders and it goes to the executives. Insurance companies are not there. So you're not there to like your insurance company. You're there to make sure your insurance company pays the bill. Nothing more, nothing less. It's a transaction. There's no love there. But insurance companies decades ago, they realized we can't make money on, on old people. So we don't insure old people. Or if we insure old people, we charge them an arm and a leg. Now steps in the government. We the people. We the people says, now, since the private insurance company won't take care of our old people, you know, the government is always left with the things that are expensive. The government is always left with the things that the private sector doesn't want to do or doesn't find profitable or they can't make a good dollar on. So Medicare came into existence. Medicare came into existence and it started out just for old people and then it changed into taking care of more, more things. But Medicare came into existence because the private sector would not insure all of you old people because you cost too much and they would have to have a too high a premium and a lot of people would go without paying the premiums and just die. And they want to take your money before you die. Otherwise, there's no money for them to take. So they, 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 let it, they allow it to slide. Let the government take care of people over 65 years old. So they created Medicare. And what Medicare did is Medicare paid 80-20, just like standard insurance companies. You, they, you pay, they pay 80% of the bill. Now, a lot of co companies now, a lot of doctors will just take the 80 and, and they know that people are struggling and they may not take the, tw the, the 20 percent. They may forgive or they may take your house. I'm, I'm kidding, but you get it. 80, 20 is what standard Medicare pay for. And while senators like Bernie Sanders and others have been trying to get Medicare to cover dental uh, a vision and ears, the private sector paid off 
senators not to give those services so that they would have a selling point for Medicare Advantage. Let me stop a second. Medicare uh, did not provide those services as baseline. In other words, uh, they gave you great health care. You can go to any doctor. You can have any medicine. You can go to any hospital under standard Medicare. So how is the private sector going to come in now? They see it as a lucrative market. The baby boomers are getting old. That's a bunch of people to insure. Imagine if we could get back into that market. It would be a pana, it would be a landslide of money. Okay? And that's what they did. They paid off the government to create Medicare Part C. Let's back up. Medicare Part A, hospitalization. Medicare Part B, doctors, or the reverse, I don't quite remember. It's, it's given, you, you get that, that. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. That's, that's standard Medicare. Then, of course, you have Medicare Part D. You pay for, for drugs, and, and, and then you get a Medigap to pay the 20%, right? And you have private insurance that would take over that gap for you. And if you get that private insurance at the time that you get Medicare for the first time at 65, they have to give you Medigap and they have to give you Medigap at a, at a reasonable price, what the, co- the co- current price is for everybody. But here's a kicker. The private sector sees, smells blood. Johnny, I'm coming to you, but I need to finish this narrative. The private sector the private sector goes ahead and they see money. Oh, how can we scam again? How can we scam again? And they say, uh, wait a minute. I can go ahead and tell the government for every old person, let's categorize them into three. Kind of sick, very sick, extraordinarily sick. And you give me a fixed amount of dollars for any one of those, for each one of those people that decide to voluntarily leave Medicare standard, meaning traditional Medicare, and come to Medicare Advantage, the private sector insurance. In other words, Medicare Part C, uh, Medicare Advantage, it's not Medicare at all. It is just private insurance paid for by our Medicare dollars. Again, Medicare, standard Medicare, it's paid for by the government and you pay for what you use. Medicare Advantage is private sector healthcare, just like your standard private insurance that always gives you trouble to get healthcare where you have to beg to get healthcare. All right? So they created Medicare Advantage, Medicare Part C. And they charge the government a fixed amount of money for a whole pool of people. So everybody that signed up for Humana, everybody that signed up for Cigna, everybody that under their Medicare Advantage plan, the government is giving them X amount of dollars for each person. That's why you see between now and December 7th, commercials and ads everywhere on TV. They are spending billions of dollars on trying to get you. That shows you how lucrative it is. Billions of dollars to try to get you to leave traditional Medicare to go into private sector healthcare instead, so that they, for each person that they get, they build the government either you being sick, very sick, or very, 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 very sick. And what they try to do is classify you 
as very, very sick to the government so that they get more money for you. At the same time, they give you the treatment of being somebody not very sick. That's how they make their money. And how do they advertise to you? They go on TV and at at nauseum, they fool you. They first make you believe that Medicare Advantage is Medicare. It is not. That you have all kind of great features with Medicare. It may seem like that at the beginning. Think about this. To get you in there, even buying you groceries. They're giving you club memberships. They'll give you a, a, a stipend to get some groceries. That's not what you want healthcare for. Healthcare is not to get you groceries. Healthcare is just that, healthcare. And because they stopped the government from giving you vision, uh, ears, and dental, they also put that together, but they don't tell you that there's a very small limit to your dental. After a while, you can't, you can't spend over a certain amount. Have you been to a dentist lately? And then they also do the same for your your ears. I mean, it, it is a racket. It's a scam. Now there are people who love it because they don't have copays. The guy, one of my my um, good friends, who call and says, "I love my Medicare. I don't have copays. He's doing fine." But here's my brother. He he eats very very healthy. He's thin. He's in great shape. He's older. Of course, he doesn't need a lot of coverage. So to him, the little coverage that they give him is great because, again, he stays here in Houston. That's how it is, right? So it works for him because standard Medicare or Medicare Advantage would work for him, right? But for most people, and when I say most people, that's what I mean. Most people are so programmed that... If the insurance company tells me I need this, then I get it. If they tell me I just don't need it, I do without. If my doctor thinks I need a particular service and the insurance company doesn't think so, I am I'm doomed. I do without. Medicare Advantage then comes and again, they control what doctor you can see, what medicine you can get, how often you can get it. All these things are controlled by them. People always say, I don't want government controlling what I do. The ironic thing is that under standard traditional Medicare, the government controls nothing. Your doctor does. Under Medicare Advantage, some private exec, and now they're using AI to kind of deny you coverage. That's what they're using now. AI to deny you coverage based on stats and all these kinds of things. So that is the reason why, to the listener, why I I promise you that Medicare Advantage is a scam. If you like it now, wait a few months or wait a few years. Wait till you get an illness worth, uh, worth true insurance, and you'll see what we're talking about when we talk about the fraud that is Medicare Advantage. And remember this, all frauds have honey. All frauds have honey. We have to find a way to entice you to come. We have to try to find a way to indoctrinate you. It is imperative that we do that or else we don't get you. But for every one of you that we get, some salesmen get a bunch of money. The salesperson that's convincing you when you go to your navigator and they tell you, uh, well, you know, this Medicare Advantage plan for your financial situation is better. Da, 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 da. You know, they, they, they convince you. They have a financial reason to convince you to take something that's a fraud, a scam. And you know who pays for it? And you know what? It bankrupts. It bankrupts all of us, whether we are 65 or younger. Because we constantly have to pay more to pass all that money to the advertising that you see on TV every single second of the day. We have to pay all the money to those executives. We have to pay all that money to the shareholders so that they can make a dollar off of you. And we, the taxpayer, subsidize these corporate fiends. It's a fraud. And yes, it works for some. Yes, it works for some, but in the aggregate, it falls on its weight, just like private health insurance right now. For most, they either don't have it as if like here in Texas, where it's the highest uninsured rate for people under 65. Or it's a fraud on you. So 
That's the explanation I wanted to give on Medicare Advantage. If I if I was not clear, if I was fuzzy, if I need to uh, clarify something, the phone lines are wide open. 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. And let's go to Brother Johnny and then Joe. Come on in, Johnny. You are not fuzzy at all, and I hope my reception on this your phone is not fuzzy. <laughs> talk to me, brother. You do an excellent job. Every time you talk about the, the evolution and de-evolution of healthcare and healthcare insurance in this country, and the only explanation I can come up with, in spite of your excellent chronologies about healthcare and Medicare and Medicare disadvantage or Medicare advantage, <laughs> disadvantage is what it really is is that the people that are communicating this to you are seniors who have been brainwashed. Don't forget, repetition and, and advertising is very powerful, especially when it's done at a young age. So they are deluded. They're, they bought buy into the fact of their private insurance company mingling in with government Medicare. They want to believe. They need to believe. But if they don't believe you, well... Tell them, ask Senator uh, Bernie Sanders and Alan Grayson, ask Alex Lawson, you referenced Alex Lawson a little while ago, and Tom Hartman. These people will tell you that currently the business model of the Medicare disadvantaged company industry is around 17%. In other words, uh, out of every 100 claims, 17 of those claims are going to be denied, and they will find a creative way to deny them. And if you think that that 17%, our denial rate is going to stay at 17%. You're sadly mistaken. They are looking to, in my opinion, they're looking to down the road doubling that to 34 or 35% once they get a critical, once they pass a uh, threshold of a certain percentage of seniors who are in the private industry and not signed up for Medicare. That's what they're looking to. And here's the proof. Uh, the other day on over the airwaves, terrestrial TV, or my cousins likes to watch because it's getting good expensive to watch <laughs> cable. Mm-hmm. They are bombing people. They're bombing these poor people that watch the so-called free TV with ads. And now they're slamming Bernie Sanders. This earlier this week, they're starting to uh, take Bernie Sanders both out of context and to talk about saying he's a socialist and he wants to institute government-run healthcare and they have scary imagery. And this is what they're doing. They've got lots of money, lots of time and energy to scare people. Uh, but let uh, me, let me, Johnny, I want to interrupt you for one reason, right? I think it is time for progressives to stop being scared of saying, so what's wrong with government run? What's wrong with government run? Government is being run by your vote. A corporation is being run by somebody saying, how can I best take your money from you to make the largest profit possible? It's a paradigm shift in thought that we have to get. We've been running away from government for too long. Government is as good as we make it. We can decide to make government good. Continue, my dear brother, Johnny. I I would add to that to say that government shows time and again how it does things efficiently and that less cost. And one way to prove that is ask yourself, how is it possible that health care can be delivered to more people more efficiently when you have private interests involved who have to first make a profit? They have to pay CEO salaries with golden parachutes and uh, <coughs> air, uh, uh, their aircraft, jet, jet aircraft, and fancy offices with fancy uh, office furniture. All that costs money. Whereas the government doesn't require that. All the government requires is to have a, a league of uh, government-paid employees who case manage these things in real time so that when you have a need, when you show up at the hospital or your doctor's office, God forbid, you get hurt in an accident or you have a, a metabolic illness that comes up. You don't have to worry about asking. It's not an ask. You're not gambling with private insurance companies. You're not in a casino. You're in a hospital. Give them your social security number. They put it in there. They say, oh, Johnny, yeah, 
Johnny, you nailed it. And I want to go to Joe, Johnny, because, uh, you know, our time are starting to run down. I want other people to call in as well. 713-526-5738. Please give us a call. Let's talk about this. If you have questions, concern, please give me a call. Whether you agree or disagree, I'd like to talk to you. 713-526-5738. Go ahead, Johnny. Make a last statement. Yes, one quick suggestion. A woman who called into Tom Hartman yesterday, she mentioned something that I thought was genius and inspired this idea in my head. We're going about this the wrong way. I think what we need to start doing is encouraging our fellow listeners to start calling these administrators of these hospitals, not just the rural hospitals, but all hospitals, and letting them know that, hey, look at all these rural hospitals right now that have decided not to take Medicare, uh, uh, Medicare Advantage plans anymore. And, and tell them why they're doing it. Because those are the people that are going to have the greatest effect. Those, are the, those decision makers are the ones that we uh, here on, in the hinterland. Thank you. Are going Thank to- you, Johnny. Johnny, you made your point. I appreciate Thanks, you. Thank you, sir. You have a wonderful rest of your day. Let's go to Joe. Come on in, Joe. Hey, good morning, Egberto. How are you? I'm fine, sir. Talk to me, please, sir. Uh, well, greetings from the Kingwood Park and Ride, man. And I'm I am um, I'm always pleased to hear you talk about health insurance. You know, it, it, it's I'm not I'm not um, I'm still a young man and, and haven't really devoted a lot of time and attention to researching it. And I'm really glad to hear you lay out the pitfalls and the, the history of it. And um, you know, um, I really appreciate you doing that. Um, that's that's a, that's a great service. Um, but your suggestion that the government should take over healthcare. Um, you know, it sounds to me just like, you know, uh, Bolshevism in Russia and, 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 and communism in China, where they, you know, they demonized certain groups in order and, and the government took over everything, right? Mm-hmm. We need, instead, we need, we need actual capitalism, not this crony capitalism where you're too big to fail and you get bailouts, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that skews it. And so, you know, capitalism, the way it works, it should be like evolution, you know, you're, you're 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 more efficient. You're leaner. You're better. You survive and grow, right? You're wasteful. You're inefficient. You know, you go the way of the dinosaur, right? And that and that is the way it's supposed to be. That is what has lifted has lifted so many people out of um, you know uh, uh, despair. And and even those communist countries have had to lean on us um uh for for um for for resources you know when their when their systems of government failed so if you you know if, if talk about throwing good money after bad we got here how did we get here this is the establishment right this is the this is legal the legalized bribery that that uh it, it that that is the norm in DC that's the only way that this happens is through legalized bribery right um I suggest going forward, you know, uh, term limits. Um, you know, I love Bernie Sanders. You guys are always talking about Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, when he's talking about taking out the parasites of society, you know, like the high frequency traders, like bad actors in the economy. I love Bernie Sanders, but he comes with a lot of baggage, right? Like guns and, and other things like that. Um, but I wanted, just wanted to say like people like Matt Gates who takes no corporate money at all and is just looking after his um his people in Florida right and the, and really indeed that he's got the guts to stand up for the rest of us in the country as well we that's how we should be voting we shouldn't be voting for these corporate sponsored uh you know guys that we currently have and so anyway um Thank you, Egberto. My bus is here and and I'll be listening on the bus and and you have a wonderful day, man. I appreciate you listening. Thank you very much, Joe, for your comments. And I want to address Joe's comments. And I hope you're still listening, Joe, because first of all, I don't think, you know, and, and this is this is the interesting thing, right? Somebody that hears you, uh, listens to you on, 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 on the network and hear you support a Matt Gates, and they hear that you uh, that you that you want. Uh, I don't I don't want to say less if you're capitalism, but you want real capitalism, not crony capitalism and and some other things that you say, they will look, they'll think that I will come out diametrically opposed to what you had to say, which I don't. Uh, except for Matt Gates, <laughs> but but we can talk about Matt Gates another time. Uh, but let's first talk about capitalism. I am. Um, 
I don't call it capitalism, right? What I what I think you are describing, brother Joe, is free enterprise. Okay? I want folks to understand what capitalism really is. Capitalism is all about capital. And when people talk about, uh, you know, but you need to have, you know, you know if, if you have a competition, competition means winning. And in winning, it, it can mean a whole lot of things, creating monopolies to win, right? In other words, if I have a competitor, I get my prices as low as I can do it to get them out of business. When they're out of business, I, I can have a larger share. All of that is real, honest capitalism. All right. And I don't have a problem with that. If it's in the pizza shop, if it's in making a sandwich, I hope you listen to my 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 essay in the beginning, because I agree with I agree with free enterprise for everything else except healthcare. And the reason why, again, Brother Joe, is that when you break your leg, when you get cancer, when you get these other things, you don't shop around. Right. There is a way to solve those problems and you go and you solve the healthcare problem. Those are the areas where government work best. The Bolshevik, etc., is what is the indoctrinative portion that comes from the capitalists who want to keep the status quo. It's not either capitalism or communism. It is let's solve the problem with the particular modal where that problem can be solved. Making the better pizza, great for free enterprise. Making a better sandwich, making a car, all those things. Government don't need to be there other than to regulate it to save you from getting a car that is going to blow up on you. That's the only thing you need government for in the building of a car. But in fixing your body and paying for the bill to fix your body? If it weren't for government paying for all the research, it wouldn't have happened. because. Capitalism doesn't take risks. Capitalists buy already established companies and they build on that because it's, they, they had a test case. Investors invest where they're almost sure they're going to make a dollar. And guess what? Most of the times, the professional investors, they make a dollar because they don't take risks. They don't. And, you know, the, the thing about the great industrialists taking risks because no, they don't take risks. The little companies take risks. When I formed uh, Willie's Computer Software Company, I took a risk to create ComDRV, and it was a risk that paid off because Microsoft made a lousy serial port. Little companies take risks. Investors don't. Uh, and and uh, we can go over that another time, but it's not that is not what the show is for today. Today is so far Medicare. And I, but I want Joe. I I want to say thank you for that call because you allowed me to make some additional comments. But not only that, we are in agreement where it comes to free. And I'm not going to call it capitalism. Capitalism is something that doesn't care about you. Okay, remember that the the tide, the name itself tells you. Capitalism only cares about capital. When, when a capitalist business asks for any policy, the first thing they ask is not, how does it affect humanity? How does it affect every human being or every American? The first thing they ask is, how does it affect business? I want to ask the question for things that, are, that matter to people, how does it affect people? And then I build a business around how to best affect people in a positive way. This is not a pipe dream. There are countries that are doing it right now. We just have been indoctrinated into some other form, but we'll continue that. And Joe, I hope you call me many other times. Augie, come on in. I was thinking about those people that call you and, and tell you their health care is so great. Well, you know, like you said, they're young, they're healthy, they don't need it. Uh, if it's so great, why are the older people, the retirees, leaving this country as, as fast as they can to other countries because of health care? And I remember when Biden was talk, uh, talking to uh, union members in Las Vegas, and he talked about health care, and those union members were got mad because they love their health care, but they don't realize they're union. 
the Republicans are anti-union. What would happen if the unions were gone? Uh, right. But they love it. And uh, when people go to see a doctor or a hospital, first thing they do is the people there has to check their insurance. What insurance company do you have? And whether right. they're going to accept it or not. Um, I have friends who have left the United States, and they're talking about how great the healthcare is in the other countries, in England, in Mexico, and other places. And if people think it's so great, the healthcare, they should have heard uh, the Senate hearings that's, uh, over uh, Affordable Care Act, over Obamacare, and hear all the horror stories about uh, our medical care, uh, medical care system. And uh, these ho- and they're telling you uh, that they're for profit. They're not for the patient. Uh, these hospitals, St. Luke's and others, when uh, they become a for profit, they mean it. It's for yeah. profit. It's not- <laughs> I, you know, but but you know, it, it's it's amazing, right? When I, we say other countries do do it, the the other countries do it because again, uh, the people demand it, and we have to start getting people to demand that here in the United States now. Um, when it, I try to get folks to think this way, your insurance company doesn't love you. Your insurance company is not there to serve you. Your insurance company is there to, and 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 the capitalists have told you that, right? Told you that uh, uh, the king of the, the the most recent king of capitalism in the seventies was uh, Fried, uh, Milton Friedman, and Friedman told the execs, "Your your your business isn't to do social good." Your business is to make the investors a profit. Your is to maximize the profit for their investors. If you doubt it, anybody that's listening to me right now, please search Wikipedia. And the reason I'm saying Wikipedia, everybody has immediate access to that. And it's a very well-written article and very well-referenced. Look up Milton Friedman. He is the head of the Chicago Boys, the one that create crony, I mean, this crony capitalism and all that stuff that Brother Joe spoke about. He's a king of that. Look up, look up the words in, in the words of the 70 something article that was written by Milton Friedman, who poignantly says, you execs, you are not there to do social justice. You're not there for any of that. Just go make some money for your shareholders, nothing more. And your shareholders have the right to sue you if you start talking about that social crap. Okay, look it up. It's all there. And look up some of his look up some of his interviews that he's given to PBS and other areas. You'll see the viciousness that capitalism is just about capital. Free enterprise, on the other hand, it's about you being free to establish whatever company you have. And remember what I've said within the structures of society. In other words, we're not going to allow you to create a company that throws out uh, sulfur dioxide into the air and burn burn the eyes of your neighbors. That's going to be regulated. But that's what it's all about. Give me a quick one, um, uh, Augie, so I can jump to Brian. And before you come in, folks, give us a call, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Go ahead, Augie. Yeah, well, these capitalists, uh, capitalism is supposed to be based on competition. Uh, capitalists don't like that. They buy out their competition. Early 1900s, Americans knew about that. They call these uh Billionaires, Robert Barons. Yeah, they are. They're robbing. Yeah. The early yes. Americans knew that. How come the current Americans don't that? They're robbing you and me and everybody. That's how they make their money. If you know, they, I'm sorry. Read the business section of the Chronicle, and, and there's article, uh, there's columns, and they're telling you about how these companies are robbing us. You know, I wrote this book as I see it, Class Warfare, the Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom. And I gave that whole methodology in that book. And between that book and the other book that I wrote called, um, uh, uh, shoot, I I can't believe I don't remember the name of my own book. No, but uh, How to Make America Utopia. It's about you don't only talk bad about something. You say, so what is the solution? And I had another one called How to Make America Utopia that talks about, hey, we could do this. We could do that. We could do X, Y, Z. And that is how, you know, and it solves the problem for everybody. But what we have now is something that hurts people. But anyway, thank you so kindly, Augie, for calling oh, yeah. in. I'm always great listening to you, brother. One thing about what you said about indoctrination. Uh, I grew up in the 50s and 60s, and I'm part of the boomer generation. 
Right. And, uh, I didn't think about it at that time. Elementary school, junior high, we were indoctrinated about that. And uh, one, I remember one boomer finally said, we're the last generation to believe our government wouldn't lie to us because we were fed all these things about how great our government is. Yeah. And Vietnam yep. happened. And then everything else happened afterwards. Thank you, brother Augie. Augie, you're right. Thank you, sir. Let me go to Brian. Come on in, Brian. Oops, let's see. Brian is going to come in. Brian, you're hot. Okay, yeah. So what's your alternative to uh, free market? Uh, would that be socialism? Is that what you're you're trying to? What do you think? So no, no, no. Let me tell you what. You know, I am not going to give it a label. I'm going to say it this way. Number one, uh, when it comes to paying uh, to a pizza shop, a, a, manu- a car manufacturer, all these things belong in the private sector. We can run it exactly like they're being run today. I have no problems with that. That is free enterprise. I'd like to take out the capitalism portion out of it. And let me tell you how you, what, when I talk about the capitalism portion of it is the following. You know how the workers for GM went ahead as a union and fought the executives to get what they were due. I loved it because at that point you had the stakeholder that is a shareholder, the stakeholder that is the employer, the stakeholder that is the employee and the stakeholders that are the people who sell you stuff. Everybody sits around the table. They know what kind of profits they're getting. And everybody said, well, you know, if you go make that much money, I, I am the one working. I deserve a piece of the action, not just the shareholder. I like that model. It works very well in Germany. They have a, a, the workers that have a, a better thing. I don't think anybody ever called Germany a communist country. So that in that regards. Likewise, as far as healthcare is concerned, as I explained before, because healthcare is one of those things that you don't have a lot of control over. That's debatable to some extent, but because when you break a leg, you got to go get it fixed. That does not belong under a capitalist or, 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 or a structure. It belongs under we the people take care of our own, which means we all pay taxes. Whichever ones are unfortunate enough to get ill, they're taken care of. That's, what I, that's the model I'm talking about. It's called humanity. It's called humane. Uh, capitalism is inhumane. It only considers capital and the maximization thereof. Brian, continue before I jump to Carlos. Okay, so you're continually talking about how bad the capitalist is, how bad the yes. capitalist is. Yes, sir. Okay, all right. Now, Jerry Seinfeld is worth $680 million. What product does he produce other than humor? He's got a couple uh, of bodyguards. Wait, wait a minute. A uh, I can answer that question he for you. you... Wait a minute. No, let me, let me, answer talk... the, let me answer the question. You asked the question. Let me answer it. Uh, that's where I believe in progressive taxation because, uh, look, he is within our economic model and within the economic model that we have, Gary, somebody who has $680 million for making somebody laugh, as opposed to somebody who cleans your butt to make sure that you live, that tells you that that economic model is a failure. I got to leave you, Brian, on that statement that I made, and I'll continue with that tomorrow because I have three more calls. I got to get into six minutes. So I got to call you after I talk to you after. Carlos, come on in. I just want to tell you, Alberto, that all the information you are giving us every morning is very useful. You opened my eyes maybe uh, three months ago when you started talking about Medicare Advantage. And I just want to ask you if you have a little of your time to talk about the new immigration law that is start uh, working at December the 1st. It was signed by the Governor Abbott. I just want to know if you have a few words about it. Well, like I said, this is your show. So what I will do is I'll do my research so that I can tell you something intelligent about what that law is going to do. I know about it, but I'm, I'm, I don't know enough about it to tell you this is what, how it is. But I will do it so that I can uh, give you that program, uh, sir. So thank you very much, Catalos, for asking that question. I will oblige. Pamela, come on in. Uh, just a little bit of uh, information, a reminder of our history. LBJ came up with Medicare, hallelujah. Then Nixon came up with the HMOs, 
it's all in the archives. He was remarked, they heard him remarking, saying that, oh, we'll, we'll put very little in, but we'll get a lot out. You know. And then, of course, George, George infiltrated the, uh, the Medicare thing with, with, with disadvantage. Thank you, Pamela. You're absolutely right. Yes, I heard you. I was listening. I didn't want to talk over you, but you're absolutely right. Uh, anything else we want to say, Pamela? No, but everything you're saying is right. I have friends. I've, I made a point to start talking with older people to find out, and they're constantly being overbilled by by advantage. By right. For company with. So Thank you. All. Boy, Thank you, Pamela, for your call. Thank you so kindly for your call. And that's why we're here, Pamela. Thank you so kindly. All right, let's go to Donald. Come on in, brother Donald. Hey, good morning, Alberto. How are you today? I am doing fine. And especially since you call, I'm doing even better. Okay, how do you see your food? With your eyes. How do you yes. hear a bus that's about to run over you? With your ears. How do you chew your food? With your teeth. So how come all that's not covered under health care? You got to I, have all of it, because if not, you're going to have bacteria in your mouth. You ain't going to be able to eat. Oh, and that, that's all I got to say. I don't understand. Your feet don't come off, so you don't need a podiatrist. You need, it's covered under health care. So, let me, Donald, let me answer. Before you go, Donald, healthcare. let me answer that. Let me answer that, Donald. It's very important. It is denied because the private sector wanted to have something to sell to old people. Okay. Uh, Bernie Sanders is trying to change that. They wanted old people. When I say old 65 and over, there are a ton of those people. And if, if Medicare took care of all of that, then the healthcare company, the health insurance companies would have nothing to sell these big, huge people. So they first got it where they did the, the Medigap and they, they got into the ears and the throat, I mean, ears, nose and eyes. And then after that, they said, oh, now we can sucker the government into paying us to take care of the healthcare for them. And we screw the people. That is how it goes, my brother. So uh, thank you for allowing me, though, to say that. Because I need to clarify that Medicare, the standard Medicare doesn't have those three features built in because the corporate folks have the, the politicians paid for. And you can change that. Every voter that's listening to me right now, you can tell your friends and your friends and your friends who to vote for to make sure that is changed. Thank you so kindly, Donald, for your wise words. Yes, sir. Later. All right, folks, I can't believe I got through all those calls in the right amount of time, which gives Howard some time to speak. Brother Howard, come on in. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, Howard. Folks, okay. I did cover three of the four items I was to cover. I knew this was going to happen. Just go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletters. All the links to the videos that I for the other subjects are right there. Please go there, politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. All the videos for the other topics and the list of topics right there. Come on in, Brother Howard. I am just waiting for the day for Brian to make sense. That's going to happen one day. One day um, he's going to see the light. But wait, wait, Howard, Howard, I want to defend Brian today. Brian okay. asked the question this morning. Brian said, Egberto, you don't like X. What would be your solution? That's a huge leap, brother. Because normally oh, yeah, he, ca he calls in to attack me. My brother called in today and said, okay, you're always saying these things. What is your solution? I am so happy that he said that. Go ahead, Howard. The solution is well-regulated capitalism. Mm -hmm. You know, When you take all the regulations off of capitalism like they have done, you get airplanes where you're packed in like sardines and they're unsafe. <laughs> yes, yes. You get um, radio dynasties where they can't afford to pay anybody so they computerize everything and homogenize playlists mm -hmm. you get television stations that are owned by big uh, corporations that mm -hmm. say well this that's not newsworthy even though it might be so we're gonna we're gonna give them this pablum when you take away regulation the regulation is there for a reason 
someone said and looked at it and studied it and said, we need to stop this. We need to have regulation on this. And when you take away regulation, you're just going to create problems and monopolies, which is what they've done. Amen. Amen. How about some wisdom? Well, I just remember that at one time, Carl Rogue said he wanted to bring back the robber baron. Wow. Wow. That's it. All right, folks. Anyway, thank you, Howard. Thank you, uh, Jack. Thank you, listeners. Love you all. Love you, callers. Thank you very much. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.